What's up, buddy? Welcome back to the AJ Bucon podcast. This is episode 36, entitled, Please Rewind. So, been away for a little, for about a week or so. I really wanted to get an episode out last week. Um, personal goal, you know how it is. Just want to, you know, get one, see if I can't get into some kind of rhythm and just do an episode a week. It is really tough for me to do that sometimes, so I hope you understand. But anyhow, I'm back, and this episode is going to piggyback a little bit, well, not a little bit, it's going to piggyback a lot off of my uh, recent blog that I did uh, this past Sunday, uh, September September 18th. Um, the blog is entitled uh, Popcorn and the Remote, and you can find it on my website at ajbucon.com if you want to take a look at it. So anyhow, motivation for writing the blog for me, um, I, I just been kind of getting this feeling like there's, we just have like, um, this is on having to do with streaming and watching videos. And I, I don't know, I kind of, I'm not sure if I was feeling kind of caught up in a sense of nostalgia, um, a feeling of disgust. Um, I'm not one, I mean, I guess I do complain a lot about things, but not, you know, not too much, but I, I think that, um, my problem kind of stemmed from just kind of looking at the way that, I was sitting there, I think it was this past weekend, and I was trying to find something to watch, and it was kind of like, I'm in between like summer adventure, and like, it's getting to be, you know, a month from, a little over a month from now, it's going to be Halloween, so it's time to start watching some scary movies, and I just kept flipping back and forth between Netflix, and Disney Plus, and Prime, and Peacock, and seeing what I had saved, and I you know, on my DVR, and oddly enough, it's like I was at, it was almost as if, as, as if I were at a buffet, and I had all of these different food items in front of me, but I just, I couldn't figure out which one I wanted to have, but I knew that I wanted something, and it was really difficult, and I, I struggled with that, and I know it's like, not like an earth-shattering problem, um, there are more important things going on in the world other than my um, inability to choose something to watch on uh, television or pick out a movie. Um, but it was kind of the issue that I was having. And so I just started thinking, I was, it was kind of stuck in my mind like all weekend, like what, you know, why I kept asking myself why I was so frustrated. And I was really kind of getting depressed with myself, my inability to do this. I was like, why am I having such a problem with this? And so I really, I took some time and I was just thinking this weekend about what my past was like, my generation, um, growing up in the, uh, seventies, uh, early eighties. That's kind of when I was like, that was my heyday in terms of enjoying different kind of movies that came out. That was my kind of like my generation and what it was like. Um, and so I, I, I thought I don't, I wanted to write about it and talk about it. Um, so I'm kind of doing both here. So anyhow, um, I'm going to kind of take you back a little bit. Uh, I want to talk, this is kind of nostalgic in some ways, but it's also kind of letting you know, um, 
kind of how it used to be back in the day, you know, what it was like for uh, some of us older people um, in terms of going to movies. And first of all, um, when I was young, uh, movies were a rare treat. You know, nowadays there are kids that, you know, young people, when I was there, when I was the age of like many of my students or high school students or college students now, and, you know, this idea of going to a movie every weekend or, you know, during on a school night or anything like that, it just didn't happen. Um, I can remember my mother saying, you know, when I was your age, we didn't even think about going to movies. They were there, but, you know, we just didn't have the money to go and do that. And so it was always uh, kind of a rare treat for me to go to a movie. And, you know, as I wrote in my blog, um, living in the Wheeling area, we had fire. I'm going to, I'm not probably gonna get some of these wrong, but this is my memory. So it is what it is. But I remember in the Wheeling area, we had three primary, um, movie theaters. We had the court, which is, um, you know, diagonal from the post office, the, the big building post office, um, the courthouse, I don't know if it's not the courthouse, but you know, um, you know, a, a street down from Central um, used to have uh, Lana's Krause Deli across from it. Um, but that was the court theater. It was like one big screen there. It was huge. And um, I think that was the biggest one in Wheeling. Um, I know that I, I'm fairly certain they had movies at the Capitol. But what I remember is going to the court to see them. And I remember, I may be wrong, but I just remember be, there being a big like chandelier in the in the lobby and then you know you had the popcorn and you know the concession stand as you see it but it was just one theater uh, one movie one theater and it was the same way with the victoria uh which is down the street um a little bit older theater but uh, a little bit smaller but it was like one theater and from what i remember the cornet was down the street kind of where i think it was right past uh where 7-eleven is down where the office supply wheeling office supply is that is where the coronet was um and that was a i thought that was a two-screen theater i may be wrong i probably am it may have just been a one-screen theater and we had up in warwood if you could venture up there there was the warwood twin they definitely had there were definitely two theaters there and i just remember that's where we went to see movies um you know i remember like I think I wrote in my blog about wanting to go see Jaws and that was like the movie at the time. Um, I'm sure hopefully everyone has seen that movie, classic movie, incredible movie, um, influenced so many different directors. And, um, it, it's one that kind of stays in my mind as being one of those great movies that I saw when I, when I was a young man and, um, young kid. And it was just, uh, incredible. And I just remember wanting to go see that so bad. And my mother ended up having to take me to see it because it was, rated PG and I really wasn't supposed to go see that without a parent uh, at the time. So I just remember going to see that and it was just, you know, that was an event for us. Um, you know, movies weren't always just um, in like the movie theaters. We also had the drive-ins and um, out in Elm Grove, um, it's down the road from the Elm Terrace, I believe it was the um, Elm Grove drive-in. Um, you know, what, just thinking back about like going, you know, hopping in a car and going to the drive-in and like snap, you know, kind of rolling down your window and putting a speaker, um, a little speaker box that had a cord on it and hanging it on your window so you could hear it. Um, 
and that's what you did. And the concession stand was back in a building behind all the cars. You had to walk back through the rows to get to them. And uh, you, the movie didn't start till probably like nine o'clock or so because it had to get dark first. And the movie was projected on this gigantic street, uh, screen, and that's where you watched it. And it was just it was more of an event um, going to those movies than anything. I, I, um, you know, the drive-in, you know, the smaller movies. Um, I remember like going to Saturday Night Fever. It was like that was another huge movie. I just had to see it as a kid. And I remember going to my father taking my brother and me to see uh, Saturday Night Fever uh, with John Travolta there. And um, if you ever seen the original one, it was he. I I don't blame my dad for it. It was really our fault because we were just so so obnoxious and we wanted to see this and. Um, it was all the rage then. It was like disco was in and like people wanted to see this and it was like the movie to see much like Jaws was. And I just remember going to see that and then we saw the rated R version and oh my gosh, the sex and the cursing and stuff. And I thought my dad was going to have a heart attack and he was just going, oh Jesus Christ, I can't believe we're watching this stuff. And like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and I was just so embarrassed to be sitting there. But you know what? That's what I wanted to see. And um, that's how we saw movies. We either went to the movie theater um, or went to the drive-in. And, you know, television, we had, you know, like three channels on there. And um, I I remember, like, there would be, like, Sunday ABC's Sunday night at the movies. And uh, maybe after a movie had been released a year or two years earlier, it would eventually make its way to TV and, you know, I was never allowed to stay up and watch the movies. Uh, I could watch part of them, but then like, like when 9 o'clock t- came, my parents and you go to bed. I said, well, I want to see the rest of it. And there was no option to record it or anything like that. So it was just, um, it was different back then. And, you know, if we wanted to go see a movie and like we we always anticipated getting that, that Thursday or Friday paper and like kind of opening it up and turning to the entertainment section and seeing what movies were going to be listed in the, in the wheeling area and hopeful that, you know, one of the ones we saw advertised on one of the three channels on our TV would be coming to a, a theater near us. And so you'd always check that out and see when the, the times were and what the ratings were. And that's just, that was movies for me um, when I was growing up. And at some point in time, it kind of, uh, it, uh, you know, changed progress. I said in my, in my blog, you know, um, times change, progress came along and, um, we, um, started to develop the ability to, um, watch movies at home, uh, using like, uh, I think there was originally like, there was a Betamax and then there was the the VCR, the Betamax was a little bit smaller video. It was a video cassette. Um, same thing with the VCR, um, the video cassette recording, and you would, you know, push the VCR or the, the video into the VCR and it would just go click and it would go down and then you would have to start it and like, and it would just roll. It was a tape rolling from one end to the next. And I just remember like the first time I like really started understanding what a VCR is. One of my um, fraternity brothers at West Liberty, John Casanelli, um, his family owned a video store up in, I think it was Weirton. And he was, you know, you could go to the video store. This is really weird. You could actually rent a VCR and bring it home. The big, you know, electronic VCR, bring it home. 
you know, it has some instructions on how to hook it up to your TV. And then you could watch a video in the the luxury of your own home. And John, because his family owned the, the, the video store, would always like get a, vid- a VCR and bring it up to West Liberty. And um, he would bring a couple movies with him. And, you know, that's what we would watch. And, you know, he tried to get the popular movies, but we also, you know, we were in college. And so there he definitely brought some porn with him um he didn't it wasn't like a the movie their family movie store wasn't like a you know a porn shop or anything they just had x-rated movies there and i just remember like you go there's like a back room and you go into outside where all the other movies are and that's where it was and you just rented them and that's what it is and that's how people saw stuff like that and i just remember you know parties going on and having that on the tv and it was just like it was crazy but that's what it was and you know, back here in Wheeling, I think, I don't even remember the names of the stores, but I know that, like, there was a small video store in Elm Grove down there across from the West Banco and the um, the dry cleaners there. And it was just small when you go in and, like, you, um, it was so, like, huge to go in and, like, rent a VCR, um, rent movies and, um, you know, take them home and watch them. And, and then eventually blockbuster you know the national organization uh, corporation came in and you know the smaller video stores kind of got pushed out away and then blockbuster came and that's where like you went in and you know you chose your your video recording you know whatever movie you wanted to watch and hopefully it was there but they were on all those shelves and you would just go in like pick and choose which one you want you always i always pick two because you know it's a long weekend you had two days to return them and I want to watch one movie and then I want to watch another. So I always had two of those. And, you know, that's what it was. And Blockbuster always had that, please be kind and rewind. And you actually, I think you were actually charged uh, something on your account if you did not rewind a video. So we actually, I remember at home, we actually um, had bought like a, it was a rectangular video rewinder. You would slip it in and close it and it would rewind the video because you didn't want to, rewind the video on your vcr because that would wear the the spools out on your vcr that's how crazy it was and like so that's what i'm saying like and i'm sitting here talking about like videos and like streaming and stuff like that that's what my life was like you know for my generation like growing up and you know sticking the vcr the video in the vcr you know taking it out and rewinding it um and then it, we kind of moved our way from like VCR to DVDs. I remember, you know, taking a film class my first year at um, West Liberty. Uh, Mr. Matt Vico was showing us like what's going to be going on in technology with videos. And I remember he brought out this. It wasn't a VCR. It was a big, a bigger contraption. It was a laser disc player. It's like this is the state of the art. Uh, this is what we're going to be watching videos on from out on because the you know the picture is so pristine and the sound is incredible and it was like this big huge imagine like a dvd that's like it looks like a a record album or a plate and you have to slide it in and you watch it there and um i remember like west liberty we would actually like rent that from borrow that from the the library and you know see what kind of movies they would have there but there weren't a lot of movies out there because his laser discs were so expensive and um you know the vcrs became the dvds and the you know and eventually you didn't have the vcr anymore but you you know you maybe were stuck with a bunch of uh, vhs tapes that you were using and 
um, they just kind of battled it out there. You know, Blockbuster, I remember, you know, you go in there and they always had that section, like these are the VHS tapes and these are the DVDs. And like you were like, you know, the 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 cool people, if you had those DVDs and the, the VHSs were always a little bit cheaper, less expensive than the DVDs. And it's just what it was. And then like Blockbuster suffered, you know, started you know, hemorrhaging a little bit because like Netflix came along and you could order like the DVDs by mail. You know, I wrote about this in my, um, in my blog, like you could, you would go on the internet, usually like dial up or something like that. Dial up. I don't want to talk about that. That's another thing altogether, but you go on the internet and you, you select the movies that you want to watch and you put them into a list and you, you can prioritize some of them, but what it would do is, like, if they didn't have the DVD that you wanted or the movie that you wanted, they would go somewhere on your list and pick something else out and send it to you. So you never knew what you were going to get. You know, it was always like, oh, I hope I'm getting this. And I'm getting, then something would come. And you're like, oh, I don't want to watch that. But you were kind of stuck with it because that's what you're paying for. And I think it was like 10 or $20 a month and you would get... You know, I think you get like one movie a week or maybe it was unlimited movies. But as soon as you get them, you know, you watch them, then you put them back in the envelope, the return envelope that they have. And you send it back to them. And then as soon as they get it, they send it back to you. And that's like that's like what I remember, like growing up until like whenever streaming started, that's kind of what my world was like, you know, and growing up like the blockbuster and the video stores and the DVDs. And then they added the, or excuse me, Netflix. And then they added, um, those red boxes, you know, where you can go around and they still have those nowadays, which is great. And you just, you know, rent them from there. And it, that's just what it was. And when streaming came around, I don't even know when it started. I don't remember like the first time that I can recall, like, these streaming services. I, I don't even remember when that started. I think YouTube came around first and like things were showing up on YouTube. And then as the internet expanded and technology grew, um, you know, the services started popping up. And I think my first one was, was definitely Netflix because that's what I was used to in terms of like sending the DVDs by mail. I said, well, I'm going to try this Netflix. And yeah, that's what it was. You go on there and you, you know, they have certain videos and they, you, stream them over the internet and you know netflix and um you know cable was added and you know you had more and more choices um even on cable you could rent movies on there um you know for a click of a button um but you would have your hbo and your showtime you have all these things that are just available to you and before they were even like having a list of movies you could choose from you had to like watch what they were showing on there and but now it's like you know i have disney plus prime video netflix and you know peacock and hbo max i have all of these and i just like say like is this too much um you know how many different options do I need to have? And that's kind of what I was going through. And I was like, and this happened, it was just last weekend. And it was like, it just hit me. It's like, oh my gosh, I have so much, but yet I feel like I don't have, like I've lost something along the way. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of, I don't even know if it's, it's like, I don't know. It, I don't want to say free will. That's not even like a good thing to talk about, but it's like, I've lost the, um, 
I've lost, I think I have personally, I've lost the excitement and the anticipation of like choosing a movie and wanting to go and see it. And, you know, the anticipation of it, because ever since, like to me, ever since the advent of all the streaming services and like being able to bring them home, movies home and, you know, watch them on a DVD player or a VHS, you know, as, as it, as our choices continue to progress and we had more and more choices, I start to think that like, I almost feel as if like I'm a pig that's at a trough, you know what I mean? Like a pig, you know, on a farm, the farmer will put all the food in the trough, the pig just eats it and slops it all up. You know, it's kind of like, you know, going to Golden Corral or something like that, you know, you just throw everything on a plate and hopefully something tastes good. But then when you're done, you feel kind of full, but kind of empty at the same time, because it's like, I didn't really want all of that. I just wanted something I really enjoyed. And that's kind of where I am with a lot of it. Um, and I just ask myself, I keep looking and saying, is any of this stuff any good anymore? Is it me that I've lost interest in this? I've lost the excitement or is stuff just like really bad right now with the options that are available, the different items that are out there because we put them out, you know, movie uh, companies put them out so quickly that, you know, they want to get their money back quickly. So, you know, are they, do they play to the least common elements? I don't know. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm a big MCU fan. Okay. I love Marvel comics. I grew up, reading Marvel comics. I know a lot about the characters. Um, you know, when they did like the whole infinity war saga, that was like, you know, that was a dream come true for a kid like me who grew up watching comics. I just remember like, you know, the first movies like you know, that the MCU were putting out like blade. And then you had Spider-Man and all, they all, when that they first came like with the Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, that was like huge for me. Um, because that's when your heroes were being put out there on the screen and you just, there was that anticipation of that new movie coming out. You were so excited for it. Um, like Spider-Man, uh, the first one. And then, um, then the X-Men came out and X-Men were huge. The first, you know, X-Men and then X-Men two, it was just like anticipation for the next movie. And there wasn't this feeling like, okay, I'm just going to hang around and wait till it comes out on streaming in a few months. Like you had to see it in the movie theater. You had to see it on the big screen. And there was just something really unique about it. And um, anyhow, this weekend, like two movies like came out kind of simultaneously on different services. It was Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, came out on Disney Plus. I think it was, um, I don't know, like September 8th or something like that. I did not, I, I didn't rush to see it. I didn't go to see it in the movie theater. I, I it did not appeal to me. It looked stupid. Um, I had no desire to see it. I did not want to pay money to see it. Um, it was the same thing with Morbius. I didn't, you know, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you know, I think you probably understand what I'm talking about. You're like, I don't understand, like, you know, why they're making this movie and if is it going to be interesting. But I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt just to say, okay, I want to see it. So I remember um, I watched Morbius first because it was on Netflix. And I said, I'm going to watch this. And, you know, see what I think about it. And, um, it, I don't think it's a good movie. Um, I will never, ever in my life rewatch that again. 
Um, did it keep my interest while I was watching it? Yeah, because I want to see what was going on and like why people hated it or disliked it. But, you know, my thing is like you, you have a bunch of actors who are getting together to do this. You have a company that's paying millions of dollars, millions upon millions of dollars to create this. And I just don't understand how like you throw together a movie that is like, when you watch it, you know it's going to be bad. And you don't like it's like you're creating this train wreck and you know it's going to be a train wreck and you just but you don't see it coming until after you've already wrecked it, if that makes any sense whatsoever. And I just didn't I didn't enjoy it. But it's it was a neat concept, but I'm I'm just like, what if what if the the movie company, rather than saying, Let's hurry up and get this out, we want to make some money on it, we want to keep this franchise going, what if they said, Let's slow this down a little bit? Let's take our time and do a really good movie. Um, tell a good story. Have some good characters. Take some time. Really do some action scenes that people can kind of follow along. You know, don't depend overwhelmingly on CGI. Um, and just have a good, just tell a good story without, like, in and of that moment. Not looking forward to the next movie or the sequel or you know, having to tie it into the past, just like, just tell a good story and just let me enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, and put a lot of heart into it. Cause that's like kind of what's missing, you know, from that movie for me. And it was just, you know, I know the character is kind of, it was kind of interesting movie, but I won't ever watch it again. It's not something I'm like, Oh, I'm going to remember that the way I did jaws. Or I'm going to remember that, you know, the way that I did Saturday night fever or any other, you know, movie that came about. Um, and there are plenty of other movies out that like that will stick in your mind that you'll you'll remember. Like I think I can watch that again. And then I think it was the next night I said, "Okay, I'm going to do this Thor: Love and Thunder." Um, you know, I felt like I w- I don't know. It was just weird. Like I've always been such a Marvel Comics universe, the MCU um, fan, and I was just dreading watching this because I saw it I, even when it came out. I was like, "Oh no." No, no. And I was like, can we just do something that, like, it's really going to be good? And, you know, the big thing with Marvel, you know, ever since, like, the Infinity Saga is over, I think they're just, it, to me, it's just like they're treading water and you just got to, you know, there have been a couple good ones here or there, but, you know, it's not, they're not something I want to go back and watch um, again or anticipate. And so I started watching this and it was just the same thing of, that Thor Ragnarok was. It was like there's some great action, explosive color, lots of sound, boom, excitement. There were great moments in that movie. And there were good moments in this. But am I going to watch it again? No. Um, you know, it was like, like, who's your audience for it? You know, is this appealing to people that really love superhero movies? Or are we like, um, I don't know, kind of like playing to the lowest common denominator. Not that children are um, the lowest common denominator, but it's like, you know, it's funny, but like some of the jokes are just odd and, you know, there are sexual references. And like, as an adult, I don't find that that funny, particularly with characters that I grew up, you know, reading. And it's like there was such a good story in there with... um, you know, with uh, Jane Foster and like her having cancer and, um, you know, this um, 
oh, you know, the the char- the central character in there, the um the god killer. Um I don't remember I don't remember his name, but it's like there was such a good thing there and it could have been like such a cool movie. Would it did it have to have all the jokes and the craziness and the explosions and the 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 music and the sexual references? No, no. It could have been a really cool movie about life and death and passion and you know, you know, trying to hold on to, you know, a semblance of your former life and, you know, when to give up and, you know, and, you know, when to continue to fight. And it, it could have been such an incredibly uh, moving movie, but it, it just wasn't. And it was like, it was like two or three movies in one. There was a lot of slapstick, um, some really off color jokes. You know, you took a you take a really great character like Thor, and he you know he seems like a dumbass in the movie, and um, but then you have you know like a really deep there's a deep theme running through it that they could have really developed, and it's just not. And so why not do that? Why why not just say hey you know what this is the kind of movie we're putting out, and you know hey that movie was in the in the movie in the theater over the summer, and here it is on Disney Plus, you know. A month or two later, I just waited around. Why pay the money for it? And who's this serving? You know, um, it's it's kind of like we're part. Are we part of the problem? Is kind of what I was saying. It's like you know we've wanted this. Um, you know, I, I loved it when I was able to bring movies home. I loved it when I could get a blockbuster and bring them home. But you know what? There was a certain level of patience and anticipation there. It changed a little bit as I was growing up. You know, it wasn't like I had to go see it in the movie theater. Now it's like, well, I'm going to, I'd like to catch it in the movie theater. But the way things roll right now, it's like you, you get it in the movie theater. Um, it's there for a month or so. And then you start hearing about when it's going to be released on streaming. And it's just like, it's something's lost there, you know? And I, I look at it and I, I, that's why I wrote my blog. I was like, do we have too much of something? And it, are we just putting out stuff just to put it out? And, um, is it ruining kind of the craft of movie making? And is it ruining, to me, the experience of movie making, it just bothers me that like, you know, I, I see, I know that like a lot of young people watch movies on their cell phones or watch them on their laptops. And it's just like, it, the spectacle's gone then. It's not exciting to me. There's something exciting about sitting in that, in a theater, you know, whether it's half full or full of people and just that anticipation and excitement that's going on there. So I don't know. I heard that um, Avatar is coming back out into theaters, the original one, because they're putting out a couple sequels to it. Don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I think I saw Avatar once, but I didn't see it in the movie theaters. I definitely did not see it in 3D. And, you know, I heard that like in the, either this weekend or next weekend, they're putting out Avatar again in some selected theaters. Uh, and they're, it's being re-released in 3D. Um, in anticipation of the new avatar coming out around Christmas time. And to me, that's kind of like an event thing. It's like releasing one of those old ones, you know, the old movie again, one that a lot of people appreciated when it came out and seeing if it stood the test, it stands the test of time. Is it something worth seeing again? And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, well, maybe I should go to that. You know, it could be something that's interesting. I don't know. Um, 
I think I'm going to be looking around on the movie, on the, going through all the, the streaming services and everything and seeing what else is there, unfortunately. And that's just kind of how it is now. It's just odd. It's just odd. And I, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't, I'm disappointed in myself. Um, you know, having all these options, it's not, it's great, but it's not, you know, it's great, but it's not. And it's like, it's too readily. It's just there all the time. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I feel kind of empty at times when I'm trying to choose something to watch. And I, I don't like feeling that way. Cause I, I, I always grew up being entertained by movies and just not the same anymore to me. Um, just looking for that, you know, that one connection, but anyhow, so that's where it is. Um, and you know, that's why, you know, I wanted to call, I was thinking like, what am I going to call this episode? And that's why I called it, please rewind. You know, so maybe this isn't a little bit, a um, little bit of nostalgia there for me to be able to go back and like say, wouldn't it be neat to go to a drive-in or just go to see like, you know, see what's like to go to like a one movie theater and just like that experience and just enjoy it. Um, but it is what it is. It's the world in which we live and don't want to knock them. You know, it's a craft that, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists, like actors, actresses and you know, set designers and people who work with technology, videographers, directors, writers, there's so many people involved in movies. I'm not bashing the movie industry. I'm just saying it's kind of what's happened. There's so much and it's like a, it's a glut of them and swear it's where it is. So anyhow, I sound really negative tonight, really negative, but it is what it is. So anyhow, uh, I'm going to wind this up. Um, hey, if you have not, uh, checked out my or the 500 mile corner store it's on etsy um, i spent a lot of time over the summer uh, throwing together some different kinds of um, shirts and designs and you know just kind of creating my space there um, love for you to check it out i have i think they're about there's a week and a half left of uh, the month of september um, running a special it's 20 20 percent off all the attire in there um, got some great shirts in there. Got some What's Up Buddy shirts and some other shirts that are based on my blog and my books. Um, it's just kind of fun. And the money, the proceeds from it, I like to use for the uh, Live a Great Story board that I have in my classroom. And I, I appreciate everyone who has um, purchased one already. Your support is, is appreciated. Um, I think I used appreciated twice there. But thank you so much for doing that. Um, I'll, I'll include the link in my bio or in the description for the, the, the podcast here. And, you know, as you go out this week and you're kind of finishing up the week, you're saying, what am I going to do this weekend? You know, you can always grab a good book. That's always nice. Both of my books are available on Amazon and via my corner store. Um, you know, you can rent a classic movie if you want to, you know, you can go out to the movie theater and see something that you really, really want to see. Don't just say, ah, I just want to go see something, you know. Um, but if you don't want to do either one of those, create something yourself. Because um, I think it's important, you know, and I don't know if this is my whole mindset right now, but I think it's important that we all continue to take really good care of yourself. Because um, if you don't take care of yourself and your own mental health and physical health, it's really hard to take care of those that you love. So... Um, you know, take care of yourself, uh, be kind to yourself, be kind to others and, you know, just keep moving. Talk to you later.